Welcome, Firmamentalists, to a very special edition of the Firmamental Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today uh, joining me is Adrian Martinez. But before we get to uh, our two-time guest now, Adrian, uh, we're going to just do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, please visit us at thefirmamentalpodcast.com or reach out via email or speak pipe on the website. The email is firmamentalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure to grab some of your merch and and represent out there. We got a lot of really cool stuff, cool designs. Um, you never know on tpublic.com There, they got they got sales popping up all over. The lots of stuff is actually really cheap, gets to you very quickly, and the quality is amazing. So uh, can't say enough good things about uh, you know partnering with those guys. And uh, yeah, just a great great platform to use. But um, you know, without further ado. Uh, we're going to talk about some men's health with our with our uh, good friend Adrian Martinez. So, uh what's what's going on, Adrian? Oh man, you know, just enjoying the holidays, the the time off per se and and uh I guess uh digging a bigger well for the new year. <laughs> for the for the new year's resolution, one and, chocolate uh, at a time. Exactly. So, no, it's been it's been good. Um we've been enjoying the holidays and and just you know i've had some family and friends come in and to, to texas you know not everybody always wants to roll to texas this time of year it's about 30 degrees and it varies and uh, for us you know it, obviously it's a uh, that's a big swing texas runs 80 to 110 usually in the summer times and then in the winters you get down to the teens and the and the low twenties and thirties, and then we have fun. So, Lone Star State, you know, it keeps you on your toes. I tell you, yeah, we've we've been spoiled here in Canada. I'm I'm pretty much due north of you by about uh, you know thousand miles, maybe a little bit more. But we're in the we're, we've been rocking the forties. I can't believe it. Like usually we're in the minus, but uh, you know everybody come come to Canada, come come visit the Rocky Mountains and enjoy. So, uh, but Texas, I'm always there for Texas for a barbecue. So I'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah exactly hey when you're when you're doing the uh, high protein and all that you can definitely uh, navigate around the lone star state that's for sure yeah so for sure I, i'm so excited to have you back on because we wanted to do a men's a men's health specifically episode and i told you like i was mentally mentally ready to start this three-week diet and you were the guy that came into my life for a reason and i knew that it was time to pull the trigger so you are definitely the inspiration for me and for this episode. So um, I just wanted to start a little bit on your your journey in case anybody hasn't heard it. I'm sure there's probably a, a many people that have not heard your journey, but it's actually very inspirational. So if you can just fill us in a bit on, you know, a little bit of your men's health journey and, and uh, you know, what inspired you and, and now all the people that you're inspiring. Yeah, so we'll we'll go a little fast forward, a little behind, a little bit everywhere. But uh, first part was my journey, my mother, my mother-in-law, then my sister-in-law, then my journey again. So uh, my journey was basically uh, twenty-six years old. My doctor started talking about my general practitioner. I just got married in '05, and uh, I think about '07, she started noticing my blood sugar levels going up, and said, "Hey, you might." You might want to take it easy on your your eating, your food, and you know, 26 years old. I'm like, absolutely, I'll have another. And uh, so, <laughs> so that led into uh, 
me turning 34 ish or so 33 32 30 yeah around 33 34 probably around 34 is when they started really noticing um pre-diabetes and then by 35 i had to go on a, a hypertension pill um and at the time i mean it's it's just one of those deals it's like hey um blood blood pressure is a little high i think at the time maybe 140 130 something you know over over the 90 something so it wasn't like it was a pill that was like you know hey i'm on like super meds but right i was like yeah you know but it's like you already know in the back of my mind i already kind of understood like once you start taking a pill you're gonna it's kind of the the uh dosage increases as you know as you continue to worsen and then yeah it, and they want you to stay on that every day yeah yeah exactly so so i was so basically i was on that pill um and then it did double um up until 2018, I had my daughter, my last daughter, number four, Adeline. I had her, and then, um, and then a few months after we had her, I found myself, um, you know, in the ICU. I mean, yeah, in, in, not at the ICU. I'm sorry, in the emergency room, um, <clears throat> and I had uh, my blood pressure was 203 over 113, right? <clears throat> so yeah, it was pretty high, <clears throat> and. Of course, I'm 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 relaxing and it's just going up and it's just, it was it was a weird time because at that time I'm like man I got four daughters and um you know you know I might not see them grow up you know that's just the reality of it and I think I was about three hundred um, and forty five pounds um, and around usually around three forty five three fifty ish three forty nine how, how tall are you and, uh six six three and a half. Oh, wow. So you're playing offensive line, like for the Cowboys. Pretty much. Pretty, let's go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, man, but then you, you, <clears throat> it was the other things, the, the joint stiffness and, um, arthritis, uh, the edema and the ankles. And so, so at that time that was, I had my daughter in late July, July 31st was her when she was born. And then I went into the ER and I, believe it was late august early september somewhere right around there and then november of that year so we finally get my blood pressure under control with some more pills and uh, i think we added in another pill like indolescent or something like that so basically we had got the number down the high number down you know you have your diastolic and systolic numbers and we had the high number down and then the low number was still a little high so we added another pill for a while and they tell you like hey we, we're adding it in but we're hoping we can you know, you can get off of it basically. Right. So it kind of went through that. And then in November, my ankles were swelling up, taking a lot of water, a lot of edema, water retention. So I looked up one day, I kicked my lazy boy up and my ankles were like three grapefruits in each ankle. Right. I'm like, Whoa, this is crazy. I'm doing a diet soda. And they tell you like, you start retaining a lot of water. Um, usually especially with diet drinks, with the aspartame and all this other stuff. And then, um, carbonated drinks in general aren't are the best for your kidneys and stuff. So, um, that kind of scared me seeing my ankles that big. And then, cause you see people with medical conditions when they retain a lot of water and how that looks. And then obviously it gets into the ankles and it gets into the feet and then it gets into your shins and it makes you know, you're like walking around with logs and, and, and then the skin starts to have problems, you know, because mm. you start getting neuropathy. So internally you have problems, numbingness and blood flow issues. And then on the external you start getting redness, irritation, uh, alopecia. You start losing skin, losing skin color with um, 
and with a vitiligo and things of that nature. So it's kind of like those things are running through my head. Like, oh man, what's the next level? What's the next you know thing going to happen? And um, so by 2019, I ran into. Um, <clears throat> by this time, I'm actually working with a young man. Uh, he was stage four terminal. And I was his kind of helping to sit as a pastor. I was his mom and, and they were, uh, I was in their life. And during that time for him, um, I was able to, to pray with them a lot and visit him in the hospital and, and just talk and just encourage each other. And then I remember praying for him and I just felt like a, a heavy conviction of healing. Like you're praying for this dying young boy and here you are you know, eating your life away. Right. I mean, like clear as day, it was like December of that year. And I'm thinking of my kids and I just felt the conviction. And it was almost like God saying, you wanted me to heal him and you're dying too. You're killing yourself with your, with your undisciplined. And <clears throat> it's a tough love of a father, right? Like, you know, you're, you're being shown that, that the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust, you know, sickness and disease, you know, happens um, at any time, you know, to anyone. And sometimes we think like, oh, you know, it's not fair. It's not this, but those things happen. But me eating myself into a state of sickness and death is my, is, is a choice. Right. And, and I just heard clear as day, you need to change. Like, and so, so I, I, that was in December, you know, when I was visiting him because we we're, I was visiting him throughout the probably last or three years of his life as he was dealing with this, you know, and, um, but that December, it really, it was really a rebuke from God, you know, saying like, you need to do something. So then I said, fine. And I just remember that thought to that. I want to say that week I had just start really like mentally as a man, just kind of like dealing with like, okay, I want to be here for my kids. Um, I want to, I do want to live God, you know, I want to be a blessing to others. And, um, I just remember going to my closet and, and looking at a belt that I was where I had worn, you know, I had in my, it was still, it was fresh. It was only a few years old and I went to put it on and I was like, it goes hip to hip. It doesn't even go to my stomach anymore oh, wow. or around my stomach. Yeah. So I was like, well, how? and then I was like, well, I, I, a fear came over me because I'm like, I can wear this a few years ago. Like, how can I, how am I going to get back to this God? Like, what am I going to do? Like this belt goes hip to hip. Like, one side of my hip to my other hip and that's it. Like all that, I can't, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, it's almost like you, you realize you're, you swimming in the, you, you went on, you know, you're at the beach and you went swimming and you look back and you realize you don't see land anymore. Yeah. That's the only way I, cause I've been there too, where I was in Hawaii and I went out and, um, I looked back and I was still kind of feeling coral and I'm playing in the water out there. And I was only like, I wasn't young, young, but I wasn't, I was probably like 20, I want to say I was probably 20 years old, maybe, or 19. And I remember we were in Oahu and I went out on the coral and I'm just playing around the water, hanging out with the surfers and just going out there with the tide and all that. And I looked back and the land was small and I was like, holy moly, I got way like, whoa, I started heading back. But that fear came in like, oh, you're going to get hit with a shark. Um, you're going to get too tired. You know, you start thinking, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's no lifeguards. You are the lifeguard at this point. Well, exactly. Like, sink or swim, dude. Like, that's yeah. kind of how far it was. It was like, it wasn't just right there anymore. It was like the land was small. And that was kind of scary because I didn't have anything but just it was me swimming. And like I said, I'm thinking, like, oh, man, there could, I could get hit with a jellyfish right now. 
Yeah. Right? You know, you can get stung. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. And it, it was almost like a feeling of that where you're helpless in a way and you're lost and you, and it, but worse because at least I saw land, I knew what direction to go. But when I was in, when I was thinking about how to lose weight, I just, I felt like I was just in, I was in the ocean, but nowhere to go. Where like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know where east, I barely know, you know, where east and west is because of the sun, right? The sun rising and all that. So it's like, that's really where for me, the journey started was that lost moment. Like as a man, no, there's no book on how to lose weight. There's a million books, a million pills. Mm-hmm. But they don't, they've never worked and they didn't work for me. And these get, you know, lose weight, but they don't work. You know, it just didn't work. And I had, at the time I hadn't known anybody that had, had, you know, lost a hundred pounds or more. And, you know, I, di- I didn't know anybody who, who had that kind of um, experience to share and mentor me down the way. Sure. Um, there was a guy in my, did you have to change your relationship with food though? Like, were you abusing food to, and that's how you got to that point or? No, I just, it's just my DNA. So what happens is, is for me and my, my type, my body type, um, carbohydrates just retain water. Like my mom was that way. Um, her diabetes runs in her side. So they get diagnosed really young. Okay. So it's really a fault of, and that's what I was kind of, I was trying to articulate earlier to, to our buddy Rob was that it's not always, um, I shouldn't say it's your fault. It's just when, when you look at like, um, like I'm sure you, if you and your wife have the same eating habits per se, like you got, yeah, maybe you're not eating the same things or the amount, but you're kind of eating the same things, mm-hmm. but it just affects our bodies different, you know, for the, when we change our diet from the positive or the negative, there's just a different effect. And what they, what I have been trained and certified in is just, there's people with broken metabolisms. And what that means is they're just, their basal metabolic rate has plateaued and you become insulin resistant. And during that journey, insulin resistance, you're just, you're just, um, <clears throat> retain your, as you eat these foods that are detrimental to your health, they're almost like doubling down on you because of your broken metabolism and your broken, um, genetics. I would say it's more of a genetic thing. <clears throat> but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I'm sure there was um, food abuse in a lot of ways just because of the grazing, like we kind of talked about, you know, we'll talk about in your journey. Um, but it was no way and like, um, did I, was I depressed and eating food? It's like, I go to church, we eat after church. So I'm a late eater. Right. You know, I'm at work all day. I'm going to grab, I've been told to eat three times a day. So I'm going to grab you know, a bowl of cereal in the morning or oatmeal, or, um, I may stop by Starbucks and have a coffee and have a Danish, you know, it's just a coffee and a Danish. And then lunch, I may take somebody to a uh, pizza because it's my job. I have sometimes you have the ability to take somebody to lunch. So I might take them to go get ribs or a hamburger and fries. <clears throat> and then, you know, like I said, we may, I may come home and know, Hey, I got to go to church. So Maybe dinner's ready and then I eat dinner or maybe I decide, hey, I'm kind of hungry. Let me get a snack before church and then let me go to church. And like I said, after church, we would eat again. So you're looking at um, depending on, and, and that's the other thing too, like really differentiating a lunch from a lunch is like, I mean, a, a 2000 calorie lunch is not the same as a 
as a 700 calorie lunch. It's just overall volume, carbohydrates, and, and not understanding your body has a hard time breaking down these foods throughout the day. So basically, I'm still trying to break down the carbohydrates from breakfast. Then I double down with a lunch, trying to break the, the breakfast and the lunch down. And then I double down with some snacks that are trying to, you know, these refined carbs that I'm trying to break down. And then I piggy that on with a late, late dinner. And then it's like you're in a cycle of just being in a fed state and your body's not able to break down the foods, take all the proper nutrition, and then um, get back into a, a, a cannabolic state where you're burning fat and um, breaking down, you know, the, the stuff in your body that's, you know, again, like, like I was, we, we were talking about being, having cholesterol and understanding that cholesterol those are transporters. And when your cholesterol is high, it's like an indication. Number one, you're just eating too much. Mm. And number two is, is anytime you want to lower, um, you know, your blood pressure, your sugar level and all that, you just stop eating because things go away. Because when, when it, it just stays in your system, in your blood, your blood thickens more, 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 more of everything is more of everything. What I mean by that is more food means more glucose, more fats. And a lot of times you're not paying attention to the fats you're eating. You're eating um, um, saturated fats, um, poly, polysaturated fats, diglycerides, triglycerides, meaning a three-part fat. Uh, you know, monosaturated fats are usually decent, but in those you can have trans fats. You can have, um, you have emulsifiers if you're eating like candy bars and chocolates and things that can be formed into shape. Well, those you need binders to form the foods and make it look good, which means you need more chemicals and all these things we're ingesting. So I just kind of got into that lifestyle of, you know, like, hey, I'm going to, it's the Christmas time of year. Let me get some Hershey kisses or Christmas kisses. And um, let me get into Easter eggs or let me, other Easter eggs are out. I mean, you know, high fructose corn syrup and my favorite, you know, jelly beans and all this stuff. And and you're just living life thinking like, well, I'm just living life. I mean, this stuff's good for, you know, for us to eat three meals a day, a snack. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> but I, but I, I was, I was going to say like, I got to a point where like, I would love to go for a McDonald's or go for a fried chicken sandwich or something. But lead, leading up until contacting you and, and meeting you, I noticed myself not get, uh, you know how you get like that release, like you eat crap food and then you feel great. Like it's almost like yeah. drugs, like you feel amazing. And then yeah. I just wasn't even getting that anymore. So I'm like, oh, man, wow. what is wrong with me? Like, why am I not getting the joy from snacking or from eating? Right. You know, like when you eat like a bag of potato chips, it's like, it's kind of fun to like snack and watch a movie. And I just found myself, I'm like, man, am I just getting old? Like, what's wrong with me? I'm not taking, I'm not getting joy out of anything. And, and I, and that's one of the things that I noticed is that like, I think it was just me being mentally prepared to go and take that next step and, and be a better man for my family. You know, like I want to be around for the long haul. And it was almost like that intervention of God. And like, why am I not getting these, uh, you know, you get that euphoric feeling when you, you eat something yeah. it, like, especially in America, like the food there is so good. Well, I think that was the thing too, I guess, to get to your question of like, what, what drove me to eat like that. And that, that's a great point. You, you get that satiated dopamine hit and especially in american culture is like hey you had a win at work well let's go celebrate let's go get a drink you don't drink let's go eat some food because you know i didn't drink i don't you know yeah. but it's like okay well you don't drink well let's go get a starbucks let's go get um 
you know, let's go get, have that hamburger, that hot dog. Let's go have that. Let's go have that victory, you know, dinner, lunch. And, and next, you know, it's like you're on a victory lunch every day. And then it doesn't feel good. You just like, it's another one. It's like, oh, another one, another meal. And it's like, you get, and that's actually honestly where I'm at today. And, and I'm, I'm, what you just said is spot on. It's like when I kind of, um, cause I understand how, how the chemicals and the fructose corn syrups and the, the sugar does play a big part in our, our dopamine response and satiety, satiety and our joy being satiated, being like, okay, I just had this McDonald's, man. I, I, man, I feel so good. I go up and then I'm tired, obviously because of the carbs and the insulin and the sugar and all that. And I come down, it's like, perfect. I'm coming down. I'm rested. I'm relaxed. You know, let's go. And, uh, you know, and then over time, you're just like, dude, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of these, like anything. It becomes too much. You get tired of the chemicals. You get tired. You feel, you start feeling more lethargic, less energy. Your moods are mood swings, you know, and even as a man, you know, and that's something where, where like, I'm hoping those that are on this, that are listening to the podcast, just really start looking in like, wait, I want to shape my 2024. I want to be better. I want to look at longevity. I want to be here for my family. If they're if we're putting fluoride in the water, if they're spraying the clouds, if they're jabbing us, if they're putting plastics in our food, if we're drinking out of plastic cups that have leeches that leach into our Starbucks coffee, I need to do everything I can to be successful and be here in the long run to at least last until my 60s or 70s. Because the reality is a lot of people are dealing with health issues in our 40s and now 50s, if not in our 30s. I mean, my sister-in-law a part of her, that was the other thing is, is she, she developed, um, you know, stage four cancer in her colon and obviously it spread her liver in, in other places. And she was only 35 years old when, when it happened, you know, 35. And then they told her like, typically you wouldn't see this until their maybe fifties, especially women, you know, sixties. Yeah. But they're seeing it a lot more in, in young men and young women now more than ever. Right. Like it's, it is becoming an issue and it's scary because this is something that was, and again, it goes into like our, my doctors talk to me. She goes, Mr. Martinez, you know, guys, your age, you know how old they are when I see them come in here for type for pre-diabetes and diabetes they are usually in their fifties and sixties, 55 to 62. And how old are you? I'm 39 or 38. Well, what does that tell you about your body? It's like, I guess I I'm, I'm, I'm old, right? Inside. She's absolutely right. Your insides are older than your outside. And that means you may not live as long. And that's just the reality of it. And, and, and she painted the, the, the picture that made sense to me. Like if I'm having issues that people may be twice my age or, or, you know, 20, 30 years older than I'm having, then I need to really evaluate my lifestyle and, and what changes I can make. And, um, she did, she actually left right before I, I really started changing too, which is funny. You know? He worked with me for about 10 years and then she moved away. <clears throat> so, of course, I get a letter and they'll, hey, I'm no longer going to be your doctor. I want to say thank you and all that, just a standard letter. But I was like, darn it, you know, oh, I wanted, she was, she was one who kind of got my eyes awake. But the yeah. new doctor I got, he was really, he's, he was good too. He was a nice guy. And he was just like, hey, man, he's like, you know, when I was dealing with this, this high blood pressure, he's like, you just need to not do diet soda, understand that. The body works. It's gonna want if you if you give it something sweet, even if it's a fake sweet, it's gonna want to get paid. Okay, if you trick your mind that you had something like a diet soda, 
or even a candy that's a sugar candy that doesn't have sugar, the body's going to still want to get get um, sugar. So you're going to actually just crave more more stuff, and you have you're going to have harder cravings. And he's the one who got into me, uh, got in my head to eat six to ten cups a day for sugar. And and I was before I knew anything. All I knew was stay away from diet soda and get your vegetables right. Yeah. So then, fast forward to 2019, I get. Um, December or December 31st, I'm committed. I'm locked in. And, uh, January 1st, I said, all right, I'm going to do this. So all I did was I started really like, um, just trying to eat a lot cleaner, a lot less. Didn't really know what I was doing. Um, then I, I had a keto challenge pass on my, um, on my Facebook page. Uh, I think it was like the third of December or uh, January. So I went to GNC and I got this keto powder and I said, all right, I'm going to do this keto powder once or twice a day. And then I'm going to just eat a meal where it's low carbohydrate. And I kind of learned a little bit about that. And I did that for about two months. So what I did is I started my day with a bulletproof coffee, a coffee that had uh, butter, um, probably like uh, Kerrygold grass, grass butter, uh, Kerrygold butter, Irish butter, and then um, three stevias. and then um a little bit of heavy cream and what that would do is that would satiate me until the evil so believe it or not you have that and you're like okay i can actually eat smaller amount of food at lunch you know small salad or maybe that day i missed my lunch because i'm busy and i just eat a dinner and and i did that and 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 then um if i needed a snack i would have uh, pork rice um chicharrones so I'd eat pork rinds. And then if I wanted to um, have a bigger lunch or go out to dinner after church, I would go and eat um, um, Wingstop and eat, you know, nothing with, um, it has to be a dry rub because if you look at the carbohydrates on the dry rub, there's zero usually. Okay. And then if, if you look at, and that's per wing, right? So you go zero per wing, or if you go like with a mango habanero, you get 10 carbs a wing, right? So it's like, well, I don't want to do that because- if I eat eight or nine wings, I'm up to a hundred carbs, you know, and, and no French fries. So it's just like being disciplined on the French fries, um, because I know they use bad oil and I know French fries aren't good for you anyway. So, but I would do carbohydrates and, and chicharrones and, and, you know, pork skin. So I did that and, and I lost 50 pounds in two, in two months. Well, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Everybody was like, whoa, man. And they said, no, I'm back into two X's. And I'm like, wow. This is crazy. I lost 50 pounds in two months. And then... Um, and now you can see the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So then I'm like, okay, I'm, I see the lighthouse. I see it. It's over there. Go that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so, and then I kind of plateaued, which you're normally going to do because what's, what's happening is, and I didn't, and I didn't know about electric, I didn't know a lot of stuff still. So <clears throat> basically... I was doing a lot of that good and I was detoxing. And when you detox, you lose weight, you're, you're going to detox because you can't lose weight if you're not going to detox. Cause part of the losing weight is you have to get out. You have to do a metabolic switch. You go from a, a, a sugar burner to a fat burner. Um, you're, you're detoxing a lot of things out of your body because you're no longer eating garbage and your body's like, okay, great. Uh, there's not garbage coming in. So now I can just focus on getting out garbage. And, um, and then I'm drinking a lot of, a lot of, uh, coffee and, and waters and all that. And I'm doing like, um, 
gallon of water a day sometimes thinking I'm doing great and I end up in the ER in May and I, I was dehydrated. So I end up in the ER and they go, you know what, Mr. Martinez, we're going to run your blood. I just looked at your chart. It's probably your diabetes, you know, and all this. We'll, we'll get you some medicine and get you on your way. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'm like, all right. I mean, I was in my head. I was like, there's no way. I mean, I've just lost like 50, some 60 pounds at that time. It was already back in, it was in May. So from I, the first two months, I lost 50. The next two months, I lost about, you know, about 10 or so. Right. And because uh, you, you're going to plateau, your body's going to get homeostasis, it's going to learn that you're eating less, your windows have changed, and it's going to slow down. It's just how it works. And you have, you know, and you don't have as much access, you know, either. So, so it was fine, you know, and then, um, so I was like, okay, so they come back and they go, your, 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 your numbers are great. <laughs> like your, your sugar was like a 90 something. And then they're like, you're not even on medicine. So. I guess it's not that. It might even be an 89 or something like that. It was, it was pretty normal. It was normal. And, uh, and they're like, your blood pressure is normal. And they're like, um, we don't see anything in your blood. Nothing, nothing abnormal. And they go, maybe you're just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just run some more tests. You did a urine test, did every test and everything came back. And, and basically what had happened was I was at church. I just got to church. Um, I helped with the leading of the worship and I was going to get on stage and help them out. And I didn't feel right. And I started getting a little dizzy and I went into the bathroom and I almost twirled and fell oh, wow. as I was leaving the bathroom. And I broke out into a major sweat and the sweat. I mean, when I say major sweat, I was sweating profusely. The other pastor goes, dude, I saw it looked like somebody threw a bucket of water on you, but not your clothes. Oh, wow. And I said, yeah, and, and that, that's exactly how I felt. It was like, I just, I, I felt like I was, you know, you throw up and you start sweating and sweating and all yeah. that. Yeah. And that's just how I felt. It was just the weirdest thing, right? So I'm like, so I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just having a stroke. You know, I just started this crazy diet. I'm eating all this, you know, all these, these wings or I'm <laughs> eating, uh, you know, four, three or four hamburgers at in and out and that's it, right? No fries, just burgers, no bun or nothing. Um, teach it on it and all this stuff. And it's like, um, maybe it just, maybe it, it, maybe like they said, it was just a dangerous diet. So as I get in there and they test me, there's no problems. There's nothing, no cholesterol. I mean, it was just, everything was fine. And I just learned I was dehydrated, you know, and, and that was the hard truth about the diet I was on is, and as soon as I got the fluids in my body, man, I felt a hundred times better. Oh, well. I mean, and, and as I was in the ER, as I was in the ER, it was actually, I was starting to feel better anyway, because I just kind of leveled back out and, and got better. But as they pumped me in fluids, I felt great. I was like, this is crazy. I felt even better than ever. So once I got my fluids right, and I still didn't learn about electrolytes, believe it or not. I still was a little ignorant. And, and that kind of came a little bit later after that. And I just learned like, okay, the diet, the specific plan I was on is uh, your, your, what I was doing to lose weight, I was forgetting to incorporate the greens. So like as much as I was eating the right foods to lose weight, I wasn't eating the right foods to replenish my electrolytes. And that's where the dangers came in. And I didn't know that. Uh, because again, I'm, I'm losing a lot of water. Um, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a fast or a, a eating lifestyle that promotes um, um fluids and flushing fluids and all that and i just wasn't careful so 
And, so, and I would say that most people don't hydrate properly. Yeah. Like I know yeah, that like, was probably my biggest thing for, for this whole three week challenge is not hydrating properly. Apparently coffee is not a good hydration system. So. Ah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's it coffee is, is a diuretic, you know, and that's what, what's really is funny because you can use that to, to be a diuretic, you know, to thin out your blood too, just like you would use a lisinopril or something like that. And mm -hmm. It's like, well, it stimulates your, your adrenal glands and this and that. And it's like, yeah, well, use a decaf or, or don't stress on it. Cause a lot of people are just stressing. Cause this whole time I'm drinking coffee in you know, my health every single day. I mean, this, you know, uh, this was the size of a coffee cup, you know, with my bulletproof coffee. This, my actually, the black version of this, I'm, I'm holding up my Yeti, my 32 ounce Yeti. Um, is what I use. I just ran it over the other day. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, man, I use that thing to lose my, lose my hundred pounds. It was like sentimental value. And I ran it over. Oh no. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was a, a big moment for me, um, that hospitalization. But part of it was because I thought I was having a stroke about all this negative stuff. And it just turned out, I just wasn't hydrating properly. It was like, okay. I mean, that, that was a learn right there. And that's why when we had talked, we talked about, I was stressing like electrolytes, electrolytes. You just, you have to, the importance of replenishing is, is detrimental. You know, like hydration is not, like you said, it's not, it's not what you think. It's not, I just drink more water and I get, I'm hydrated. Right. Like the cell, the cell has to be unlocked. The cell needs a key. I mean, the salt should help open the cell needs a key, right? Insulin is usually the key with glucose. So sugar comes in, cell opens up. Over time, the cell is closed and the insulin tells it, hey, open up. And then over time, when you come insulin resistant, the cell actually stays like this because it's full of sugar, glucose. Then your blood sugars actually go up. And then salt is another receptor. It helps with your cell receptors and the receptors actually grab onto the thing and pull them into the cell. Yeah. And, um, and Gatorade so, is not, not a good substitute <laughs> electrolyte. It was a, honestly, it was a hack. It was they knew the sugar would would open the cell up for the for the fluid but there's no minerals in it so it's it's a short chain energy spike and that's really where the, the pitfalls in gatorade is and that's why you just need more and more gatorade real hydrate i was telling my buddy <clears throat> that once i actually got fully hydrated i didn't even require a water with my meal i could eat my meal mm. and not have to worry about hey i need a soda i need because i would just eat and I didn't feel like I needed to instantly get, go drink something like I used to in the past. In the past, it was like, hey, if I'm eating food, I need to eat. I need to have like a big cup of something next to me so I can, can uh, kind of flush, get it down and, and all that stuff and, and feel like it's hydrated in my, in my body and stuff like that as it's going down and not get stuck. But then, and, and <clears throat> what I noticed is I would eat and I would, would get actually thirsty a lot. And then as I got more, um, mineral dense foods and more foods with, with the proper nutrition, essential minerals, it no longer was like, if I, if I didn't have a drink, I can eat no problem. Where in the past it was like, I can't eat if I don't have anything fluid, you know? And <clears throat> they always say like, that's usually a sign. Like when you're depleted, your body thinks about water or conditioned to have water and minerals and electrolytes and things like that. But the reality is you don't need as much as you think you do. You know, yeah, I, or, or you're drinking it. You're drinking a big soda, and you're just <laughs> getting thirstier. Like you're drinking more and more. Yes, of it. I don't know if you ever noticed exactly. that, but 
when I was doing this diet, I would drink maybe half a glass of water and with dinner and I'd be fine. Like I, I was never thirsty, which is, it's interesting that you're bringing that up because I didn't really notice it until now that you're bringing it up. But yeah, I, I just wasn't that thirsty. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different, it's like, it, that's what made the journey so like amazing because, and, and I do, I am, you know, going to work on the book and my brother is like all over me. He's like, dude, you need to write, get the, and I'm like, I'm going to get on it only because of the way that, that I was able to, to live this trial and error and get success and then really just kind of mentally take notes, obviously, and take, and I have notes in front of me. Um, I took a lot of notes in my class to get my certification and just things that I'm able to be able to connect the dots and just, and, and see immediate results and understand like, you know, you don't have to, there's a, there's a lot of quick fixes we can do for things right away and not just, you know, like, like, uh, somebody had asked me about melatonin, you know, like, what do I do to, to get to, to take a nap? Or if I need it, if I'm having sleep problems, I'm like, well, you can take more pills, but you can also work on your circadian rhythm and remove lights and, um, mm -hmm. blue lights and, and, uh, turn off lights earlier. Cause it's a hormone. If you're not releasing melatonin and you can't stay asleep, then you need to look at your lifestyle first. And then you can add in a bedtime tea that'll actually promote the excretion of melatonin. And now you're, you should immediately see a change in your circadian rhythm and, and being able to fall asleep and stay asleep. And the number one, like guys do is we drink late, like drinking water and drink fluids after like six and seven, and you're going to wake up three or four times a night and use the bathroom. I mean, if your bladder is the size of your fist. <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen when you fill it up and then you have excess fluid? Your body's going to urinate it out. And yep. usually as soon as you go lay down and get level, it's going to want to come right out. And, um, and sometimes women do the same thing. You know, they'll have some night, you know, night fluids, a lot of extra, then have to use the restroom. And, and then they say, well, maybe it's this, it's that. It's like, you know, just relax. Just drink water a little earlier and mm -hmm. um, you won't have to wake up three times in the middle of the night to use that well, one. So I, there's a Getting back to your book is I can't wait for this book to come out because it's going to help a ton of people. And I remember around day six or seven, I, I remember this moment perfectly. I walked into my pantry and I'm like, this guy totally tricked me. I am like living a perfectly balanced life. I'm not, I'm having like these minor cravings, but I'm like day six or seven. I'm like, this is the way I'm supposed to be eating and drinking. And this is the way it's supposed to be. It's a total, I needed my mind to get there first. But once, once I committed and I started doing it. I'm like, oh, this isn't just a fad, right? It's not just a, not it's not just a three week thing. It one weekend, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm actually enjoying this so much that I could easily do this going forward. This guy totally fooled me. This isn't like, a, <laughs> like I'm not going back. I'm not going back to abusing myself anymore. That's the beauty of it. And if you are cooking great foods and enjoying what you're eating, and when we get into my journal, like. Every single meal was orgasmic. It was euphoric. It, like I would eat and it would be such an incredible experience. And I would be so grateful. I would like thank God that I was eating and it was so good. And it was like all this healthy stuff going into my body. And, and I thanked you every time. I was like, man, every time I'm eating, I'm thanking you. I'm thanking God. Like I was so grateful for the good food that I was eating. It was the medicine that my body needed. And 
and it was like I can't say enough good things about this. And when you when you get that book done, I'm gonna I'm gonna wake you up every day at five a.m. I'll <laughs> yeah, write a no. chapter right now. Let's do this. Yeah, no, it's funny because I had started writing when I first got out here to Texas in 2021. And I started, I had my chapters and I started my first chapter. It's it's pretty good. And and I just stopped. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I guess I was still dealing with mental just everything, just processing everything. And it wasn't even so much, I think, my sister while passing away. I think it was more just moving that and then moving from everybody and everything I know in my church that I've been in for 33 years. And I just got into a mode where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to get back. And then <clears throat> I was like, you know what? I want to write a chapter. I want to write a chapter about the pitfalls, almost like an addict going back and relapsing but explaining the things that I noticed that came back from prior till <clears throat> when I got fully healthy. Because the other thing that I did, and I think I mentioned it before, was I did a life scan in November of 20, uh, 2019. So <clears throat> it was 11 months into the transformation. And I was like, uh, me and my brother, we were like, okay, well, let's, because he's dealing with some health stuff. I'm dealing with health. I mean, I'm, you know, we're both navigating through this hypertension and you know all this stuff, and we're like, okay, let's do this life scan. It's coming to our area. It's about two hundred bucks, and we'll get a lot of clarity on on the, what they test for is they pick your carotid artery, your artery, you know, flow from your neck, your brain, basically down to your legs. Okay, and they check blood flow. They do an ultrasound of your arteries and make sure your arteries aren't aren't calcified. They make sure your arteries look good. There's there's not full of plaque. And they do a few other checks. They do, you know, your cholesterols, your glucose, and and they just they basically scan your body for anything um, on the on the pulmonary side of uh, problems to kind of predict. And and they have a few um, doctors look at the the results and scans and and all that. So um, I when I opened mine up in the mail, it was like all green, 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 good, 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 good. Everything was good. Blood flow, blood circulation. Um, you know, my artery scans were great. And I was like, wow, it, it was like, it was confirmation that what I was doing was working. And then I had got into fasting in that June, the June of 2019. So a few months before. And I think that really just took it to another level um, on my life, my life. Cause I use two apps and I'm going to start. My journal is the app It's called, uh, it's a blue app and I love it. It's, um, <clears throat> it's called uh, just keto. My friend told me keto app. It looks like that right there. And okay, um, yeah. So it kind of gives you. Let's see if I can get it. And, and it's called the like keto that. app for everybody who's not. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Keto yeah, dot. So what? Yeah. And then what? It, what happens is it. It's actually a very easy app to use, and easy app to journal and track. Has recipes. I paid for the the lifetime subscription for like twenty nine ninety nine. And uh, they have tons of recipes and you just, you just track your macros and not everybody's journey. Like my wife, she can do a hundred carbs a day and lose weight and be fine, you know, and be, and, and look great, be great. Um, me, I'm more, my, because my metabolism is the way it is. I have to be strict. I have to be, I time restricted eating is my friend, unfortunately, you know, in a, in, in a good way. Um, but 
just how, just how my body responds. So I'm basically like a, a one meal a day guy. I also did. But once you get used to it, you're used to it, right? Like at first it's a little bit tough, but you know, once you get to that one meal a day, you're really grateful for when it comes around and yeah, and sometimes yeah. where you're not even that you're not even starving. You're just kind of wow. you're doing your know. thing and oh, it's time to eat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think sometimes it was just more it's more mental. It's more like you do this stuff because hey, everybody's doing it. It's like, well, you know, kids want to eat. Um, let's go eat. You're like, "What do I want to eat?" Well, I don't I'm good. I don't really even need to eat. But it's like they want to eat, you know, and then you're you're just kind of dealing with those kind of things and and uh but anyway, I did like the life app life uh it's it, it got purchased I think by Facebook, which is not my favorite, but right. it is what it is. <laughs> but I I um but that app, I logged in over 10,000 fasting hours in a, uh, in a year and a half. So I think that's something where you're looking at, um, I think you want to say in that year and a half, it was almost like eating for not for 365 days. Oh, wow. So when you think about it, and that's what we kind of talked about. When you look at, when you're on time-restricted eating <clears throat> and you're dealing with diabetes or you're dealing with high, you know, hypertension or stuff like that. If you're not eating a, a half of your life, so if I eat 12 hours on, 12 hours off, or 16 hours off and eight hours of eating, that's a third of your life you're no longer eating. But you're right. going to see results, you know? I mean, unless you like totally pig out, you know what I mean? But yeah, for the most part, you're you're going to notice a dramatic change. And that's kind of where <clears throat> where I was, you know, it was just like, you know, just seeing the change was was, I mean... I mean, it, it, it blew my mind. I mean, the clothes that I could now fit into, um, being able to run again, run miles and miles and work out. And I mean, it went from holding on to the stairs, walking up the stairs to, um, in my five X clothes to now wearing, you know, Lululemon extra larges and larges and jogging clothes and, and, uh, running up the stairs with holding my kids to where I'm not no longer holding on to the guardrail and get up the stairs, you know, or the railing, you know, it's like, and, and then it, the swelling in your ankles went down, obviously, right? Oh, man, my within two months, my, my, um, my, um, arthritis went away and my, and my wrist, it still hasn't even came back. I had all, my, my doctor x rayed it, sent me the x rays, told me, hey, it's arthritis. The only thing about arthritis is it comes and goes. You just take anti-inflammatories when it comes. We just deal with it and watch it and make sure it doesn't grow anything, anything else. And that's it. That was literally what the doctor showed me. We looked at the scan. He goes, hey, it looks like you had a break in your wrist before. Uh, looks like some arthritis got in there. And it's crazy. It's causing this problem. And so he showed me, on the, there's the break. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think I did. When I was playing golf, I hit, the, I hit a root, a tree root. It sent this funky like reverberation from my wrist to my elbow and it kind of got sore. It got a little, little stiff and I felt something kind of pop, but I mean, I could still move it. So I was like, I guess, you know, but it could have been a fracture. It's and so he's like, no, nah. crazy. More, more people need to realize that food is medicine, right? Like the stuff that we put into our bodies, that's, oh, that's what he it, it's right? That's the saying it. If your food kills you or heals you period. And I believe that, you know, I know that to be true. And, like I said, I haven't had the best last two years for sure. And, uh, it's okay. I'm not, I, I, I still eat clean, uh, oils at home. We, we only use like we talked about before, um, vegetable oil, 
um, not vegetable oil. Sorry, we don't avocado, use vegetable oil. Avocado oil. Right? We only use av- yeah, avocado, extra virgin olive oil, and coconut oil. We never use virgin oil. We never use a peanut oil. Uh, we never use um, anything that's what we call an omega six oil. We only use omega threes. And if you're at home, go look up omega six versus omega threes. Omega sixes reach wreak havoc in the body. Omega threes help promote health and heart health, and it actually helps transport you know things around the body, and it helps with your skin. It helps with you know omega omega three helps with your brain. That's why they tell you to take a omega three fish oil because you want you know helps. Um, that's why you get a lot of mental clarity too when you have like healthy omega three. Omega six is the opposite. It causes inflammation. It's an inflammatory oil. It can cause headaches. It can cause joint problems. I mean, I was looking at, I was looking, I was talking to Rob. I said, Rob, let's look, let's talk about, you know, red meat because that's something that, you know, I didn't really realize that red meat was colored red for the most part once it left to stay in the store and look presentable. Oh, really? um, Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's like a big thing. That's something you really got to look up. Um, because the same, they say the red meat they put in, uh, when you look at why why the supermarket meat is always red, um, it's, it's pretty because it's man. fresh. No, it's carbon monoxide because red the blood the blood oxidizes in the in the uh, oxygen. So you see how it would turn brown over time, right? So you have red blood, then it would turn brown, and and that's it. So when you have meat out there for two three weeks, well, you know it's not you know you know it's 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 dyes. Yeah. And one of the big dye they use is carbon monoxide. And the some of the results of carbon monoxide poisoning is like there's like a this it's it's crazy. It's like, man, you know, it's like to think that we actually we actually um eat this stuff, you know, things from just headaches and, and all this other stuff that, that are a result of just carbon monoxide poisoning. And it's like we wouldn't even think about that, you know. We wouldn't think about like you know, why, why do I feel this way? Or, but it could just be the ingredients in your food and your red meats. Right. Um, and, and, and it's, and it's super, super, um, uh, super normal to, to not even think twice about it. Right. Like it's right. like, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's what we do. And, and I think that's really where, where the journey for me, um, as I begin to take, to, to get healthy and help my mitochondrial health, was just looking at ingredients and looking at, um, you know, again, like I told you about journaling or journaling, how you felt after you ate this, how do you felt after you had food with, with colors and dyes, or, um, you may have did a little more than what you normally want to do. How did it make you feel? You know, like all those things, like I realized like popcorn and, um, all this stuff, you know, gets real, um, it's detrimental to the health, you know, and I learned about how toxic corn was high fructose corn syrup. It's in everything. And us as men, you know, we are, we are very dependent upon, um, like food more than we would admit, you know, our wives would probably tell us, you know, like, Hey, you know, you come home grumpy, um, you don't have energy, you're losing your libido, especially, you know, when you're 40 and up, when you're a younger man, food is not going to affect you as much. I mean, it, it may, that's why you, when you see somebody with weight gain, even at a younger age, it tells you their insulin is high, insulin's high estrogen high if i if i'm a 60 year old boy and i got belly fat i'm estrogen dominant right why don't i have a six-pack well i'm actually it's just dna it goes back to genes okay and it goes back to 
long-term help. If, if you see your kids struggling with weight problems, don't let them get sicker. You know, work on helping their weight, you know, get under control to where it's, a, it's affecting their mood in a positive way. It's like, okay, well, let's go get, let's go take a walk together. Let's go walk the block. Let's go, let's go look at these foods that are, that are, um, you know, what do you want to eat? What are you to move? I don't want to eat nothing healthy. Okay. Well, if you could, where can we go to a steakhouse and maybe have a little bit of grass fed food? Let's not bring the bread to the table. Let's do, you know, two, two, instead of doing uh, vegetables in a starch or, you know, in a carb, do just do two double veggie and a steak and do some fish and other things that are, that taste really well. And then once you kind of unplug that, that carbohydrate, um, machine of just of artificial flavors that is like the enemy of the state man right. artificial <laughs> that <clears throat> it's like why did it taste so good let me see it had artificial flavoring and it probably had msg yeah you know you got to cover MSG. your steak with a bunch of sauce was it a very good steak or oh my right Ex exactly i'm telling you brother you when you have steaks you don't need extra stuff that's when you had a real steak you know Right. But, you know, and, that, and that's the thing, like there's so much um, into like our diet and being, um, you know, so monosodium gluteate, MSG real quick for the men's and the mothers and the, you know, it, this is what they call, this is a flavor enhancer. Okay. MSG, monosodium glutamate. And the problem with MSG is it's toxic. It is toxic. It's, it, 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 it's not a good, um, it's not healthy for the body. It's inflammatory. It's uh, harmful to the brain. It's not good for the blood brain barrier. And it, but it, it's a flavor enhancer, meaning it tells your body that the food was better than it was. Like that's a problem like that. That is a, and because now you get down into this food addiction thing where you just think everything tastes good. I just had a rough day at school. Let me go to McDonald's. Kids, you okay? Let's go get McDonald's. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And it becomes the American culture is just, we just become more of, um, we just become more of the, the consumer, right? It's like, yeah. no one wants you to eat less because big business doesn't make money. You think Taco Bell wants you to eat less? You think <laughs> the dog? No, they don't. One, one of my life hacks is whenever I have the stomach flu, when I'm recovering, I go to McDonald's and I get a bunch of cheeseburgers and I eat them because I know that there's like anti-nauseants in it. Like I, right after a stomach flu, I'm feeling terrible. But if I eat a bunch of McDonald's cheeseburgers, nothing. It's all good. Totally. It's like it's like having <laughs> abysmal in a burger. Right. Well, it's supposed to because it ain't breaking down. That's why I can sit on the shelf for six months. Right. And it, it can't. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not the best life hack, but uh, I'm telling you, if you're hungry and you want something to stay down, you just go grab some McDonald's. Right. I'm telling you, that that's that's wild how how um, McDonald's is another thing because I was sharing my kids this, this thing on TikTok or I don't remember if it was TikTok. It was, it was either TikTok or Instagram. I don't know. I got so many conspiracy rabbit holes, but they were saying that they spray the fries for five days. They can't even go around the fries, man. It's like, come on, dude. Oh, that's you, crazy. you serious? That sounds like, like something Bill Gates would be doing. Yeah, then it has aluminum in the fries, and I'm like, "What?" Like oh, they, man. I'm like, "This is." I mean, you, you but the fries they, are so good, Adrian. The fries. Oh, are so trust me, man. I ain't nothing. Ain't nothing worse than a crappy, soggy fry from McDonald's. Yeah, you know, and, and ain't nothing better when they're all crispy, golden, and extra long, man. 
Yeah. It's like, I feel like I hit the lotto. It's like, oh, I scored, man. Look at, look at that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But no, we, yeah, we, we, um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I get it, man. I grew up a Happy Meal kid too in the 80s and the toys and the cups and all that. And, you know, it's just, it's just sad to see the merger from, from real soon. But, you know, one of the things is that's why I want to talk about your journey. But before I do that, I just want to encourage everybody, um, just a couple things, um, from my, from my course and, and whatnot. And, um, one of the big lists here, and this is something, so if you know, hey, this is the year I need, I have these things going on in my body. So these are things to look out for. So high insulin, insulin resistant, um, hypoglycemia, blood sugars up, hi- hyperglycemia, metabolic syndrome, meaning um, your basal metabolic rate, you're, you're just putting on weight, you don't know why, or, or you know, your um, metabolic syndrome is basically type 2 prediabetes, things like that. Um, if you're experiencing muscle weakness, fatigue, cognitive brain function, um, vision issues, headaches, uh, shakes, trembling, um, artery inflammation, maybe you eat and you're, you're getting your heart's racing a lot. Acne, acne is a big one with high insulin, high sugar. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that's why like if you have a lot of ice cream or something, next year you see a couple of pimples pop out. It's like, well, got to link that together with sugar because uh, it comes out and it's like alcohol. Sugar is just like alcohol. It comes out in the, in the skin, in the body. So, um, gout, fatty liver, um, uh, insulin resistance, um, not satisfied after eating, meaning you just want to eat more, uh, nutrition deficiencies. You see it in your skin, hair, skin, nails. We talked about, um, your nails get brittle. They get, they get, uh, not as they get more with the whites in there and okay. less of the, the good coloring. Um, cracking of the skin, blackening of the skin. You see a lot of diabetics too with like those uh, patches of splot. Uh, either you lose skin coloring, actual pigmentation, and uh, or you get like alopecia and hair, those bald spots that just come out of nowhere. Right. Um, you got, uh, you know, those are some insulin resistant. Um, high insulin, a lot of guys don't check their insulin. They just check their glucose. And A1C will check your insulin when you do um, your general practitioner checks just to make sure a lot of, it sneaks up on women too. Basically, if your insulin is high, it can lead to Alzheimer's too. You can rot the neurons because of the high insulin, um, not just the glucose. Glucose is like, um, I guess one of the ways would be the high insulin would be, uh, the high insulin would probably be the car accident, but the in, the sugar, the high sugar would be the the reason they act the, the bad tires, the no brakes, you know, accidents there. I see high insulin after the fact, but the reality is you, you have high insulin because you have high sugar. Cause some people go, Oh, my glucose numbers look great. But then they don't realize, well, cause your insulin has to spike to drive down the sugar levels, the glucose levels. So you're not going to see the glucose levels, um, spike until you see the higher insulin spike. Right? So once the insulin is not working, you become insulin resistant. So even though your glucose could be low, if your insulin numbers are higher, then you know you're already pre-diabetes and you're on track to that glucose number raising with the insulin levels. And insulin can actually cause, uh, you can get toxicity from insulin as well. And those are why you, you have all those other things. And then high sugar is your thirsty, constant urination, uh, your, your down cognitively, your down mood, your mood swings are down, your weak fatigue, um, 
We have damage to the nerves, kidneys, arteries, high blood pressure is a sign high sugar because again, sugar rots the body. It's a, it's an, it's an oxidant, you know, like antioxidant, it's an oxidant. So it's an oxidizer. Okay. Uh, blurred vision, dry mouth, down testosterone, seizures, poor wound healing. So your wounds don't heal as fast. They're not as clean. Uh, you have inflammation. Um, you have blood clotting, belly fat, uh, dark color folds of the skin. When you start getting skin tags, folds in the skin. Mm. Um, you're, you're obviously uh, kidney issues, artery, high blood pressure, stroke, um, potential events, um, erectile dysfunction, which I kind of doubt a little bit of that here and there um, during that time. Um, itching, um, arrhythmias is a big one where it's like, hey, I got an arrhythmia. You feel like your, your heart's not beating correctly or it jumps off, it skips a beat or whatnot. Again, because we're talking about you have high sugar, it means you're depleted in magnesium, potassium, and essential minerals, and that's why you're going to have these things. Uh, dehydration, uh, cancer is another one because um, cancer creates a bloodline angiogenesis to the tumors to help grow them because that's what the cancers feed off of is sugar. You were saying, yeah, that cancer loves sugar, huh? Yeah, that's where my sister-in-law had her. Um, and I try to, we talked about it, but it is, the doctors say different, but they, they gave her sugar uh, sucralose to uh, take during her MRI so they could see it light up on the screen. Oh, interesting. Which, yeah, the cancer receptors, which is crazy, right? So, right. so that way they could track where it's at and, and where they're imaging, you could see it. That's wild. Um, yeah, and that's and that's you know again that's angiogenesis. Uh, they they need to they need to feed cancers want to feed these cells these rogue cells. But again, if our body is healthy, our body actually hunts those cells and destroys them. And that's something that people don't realize. Like the body is actually hunting. Uh, free radical cells all day long, but over time, as your um, you lower immunity, like smokers, they warn you, like, hey, if you smoke, guess where you're going to develop lung cancer because your smoking affects your lung, lowers the immunity in the lung, and you develop, you know, polyps of cancer, you know, potential cells. Uh, same thing with livers. Like, hey, if you drink, you're 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 attacking your liver all day. Well, you could develop a liver cancer, right? I mean, that's just how it works. So, like, these are a lot of little things where you can, um, you know, just start now. You know, like, it's a new year, new beginning, 2024. It's like, hey, you know what? I know it's every year. But just like our taxes start over, so can our, our lifestyle, our journey, our, our resolutions. And it's like, oh, because I made a resolution and I decided to make a choice to stick to it and it paid dividends, you know. And people say resolutions don't work. You know what? It was a new year. It was a clean slate. And I just went with it. You know, I didn't, I didn't worry about resolutions not working. I was like, this one had to work. I needed to work. I wanted it to work. And it worked. And it worked. And it was good. And so there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot into it. I mean, we can go all day. But those are some of the things that right now, if somebody's listening and you, see, you feel like, hey, there's, you know, maybe my libido's not there. Or maybe my energy levels are extra low. Well, maybe I should look at to exercise. Uh, intermittent fasting and just watching my my sugar levels into the new year and just see how you feel you know and when you feel better then just uh just run with it you know and and that's something you can do so yeah let's so we, get into your journey yeah let's jump into it so um i figured we could probably start with uh 
you know, the parameters that you gave me or some of the parameters you gave me, we don't have to go through like every single one, but uh, it's nice to know kind of like the fence that I was in. And I want everybody to know a huge asterisk is that I was mentally prepared going into this to not fail, to not cheat. Like I was ready to do this. If you're not mentally ready to do it, I don't think that you will succeed or you will cheat and you'll be like, oh, well, I just, whatever I cheated. And I, I was mentally uh, ready to, to take this on and to, to make a big difference. And I'm pretty, I'm a pretty average guy. I'm five foot nine, 185 pounds. I have a little bit of stomach fat that I want to get rid of. Um, you know, my fighting weight in the UFC would be about 155, 160. So if I could, you know, get to normal 170, 165, to me, that would be like, I would almost be like prime high school Alex Pauls again, if I, if I could do that. So, um, you know, we'll, we can go through this and I just want to, you know, pass it back to Adrian. Just let, let everybody know what the, my parameters were for the adventure. Yeah. So you, you want me to tell him or are you going to tell him? Sure. I mean, we can, we can go back and forth, but, uh, I, like I, one of my favorites that you gave me was the Himalayan pink salt tip. Like have have that with the water as as much as that was not fun to do. Um, I think that was a huge one, especially in the first week when I didn't realize like your story about the dehydration. It's really important to get your minerals and and be hydrated properly. So to, to me, that's a huge life hack. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's the two is you get you get these cravings for sugar. And to combat sugar, you actually use the salt because it's the same cell receptor. So if you're craving sugar and you're, you're trying to change your diet and you're like, wow, I got to change my diet. Well, you're not going to go drink a cup of sugar, but to drink a cup of pink Himalayan salt, salt that's not white or not enriched or not stripped. Um, Ra was talking about Irish Celtic salt, which I haven't really looked into that. I just know Himalayan pink salt usually has a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the nutrients and nutrient dense, um, but you can use, you know, any salt that has that promises minerals to, you know, you can use that. Yeah. So basically, well, basically uh, I'll run it off. And if I forget anything, just, you know, let me know, but uh, no sugar, no bread, no alcohol. Um, I was eating mostly chicken and greens and I was like, uh, Adrian was saying um, avocado oil or coconut oils. Um, that was, it was, it was actually pretty simple. And then, yeah, I would, I would message you once in a while be like, can I do this? Can I do that? So I don't know if like, I, I had uh, Greek yogurt as a snack, um, no, no sugar, no flavoring. I know that I wasn't supposed to do dairy, but, um, if Greek yogurt, that's plain as, as dairy, well, I apologize, but. Uh, oh, no, no, no. And, and that's something that like, that's a good one. So it, what I would say is Greek yogurt. With a little bit of blueberry and a little bit of uh, maybe raspberry or a little bit of strawberries, absolutely okay. So you can you can get some nice juicy strawberries and mix them in your Greek yogurt. And I actually tell people to try to do a little bit of Greek yogurt every day or every other day, just because when you're when you're micro, if you're fasting, you're gonna put a clean bacteria in your stomach. So it should actually help you out a lot. You know, as far as like. Um, with just your your micro gut biome um to actually help when you clean it up because you're you have a bad gut bacteria when you're just eating carbs and chips and junk all day and the cravings for that is you're going to feed that the junk and it's going to want more junk 
as opposed to when you're actually doing the clean eating, the clean food, you now have to, you now, you're now going to rely on fermented foods, pickles, but even pickles are made a little higher on the glycemic index. But, uh, um, we like to do, um, the Faye, which is the Greek yogurt. And that usually, um, you know, just keep your, just keep your macros in a good range, you know, and, um, a little bit of Faye. They actually have a keto granola. If you wanted that, you can do keto granola. Um, so that way it's lower on the glycemic index and it's not. So my, my wife actually wanted to give a shout out to the keto granola from Costco. We bought like yes. five, five or six of these packages and she was just like, yes. She looked at the ingredients. She's like, we can eat this. And so I yes. think we bought like $60 worth of this granola from Costco. <laughs> that yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. She wanted me to give a huge shout out to keto granola. So, uh. Yes. No, that, no, I, I love that stuff. That is the, that's the one actually we get too. We get that one. That's a, a great one that I'll, I'll usually do. My wife, she doesn't do it as much because I think it has a pecans in them. Okay. A little bit of pecans, but, but she, so she doesn't do pecans, but I do. I'm like, sure. You know, I'll have another. Cause the thing about those is you can put the five, you could put the Greek yogurt. And so what I would do sometimes I would take the granola and uh, um, a few ounces of the greens, and then some of the faye, and then some coconut milk, and some strawberries and blueberries, and make a, a smoothie. Okay. And it tastes amazing. It's like, you know, because you get that little bit of that cinnamon and all that, and it's, it's pretty good. You're, it's uh, just blend it up, and then you get your little smoothie, and, and uh, it's like a treat. You know, if you want to do like a treat, a nice green treat, I mean, uh, that, that's something you can do, so... But uh, yeah, no, it, it definitely, but fermented foods are big, you know, foods yeah. that are aged. So like uh, my, my journey started on December 1st and I, I purposely did this window from uh, December 1st to December 22nd, December 23rd. So I was a three week window leading up to Christmas. It actually kept me super honest, like kept me away from all the candy canes, all the, all the crap. And um, honestly, the first day was probably the hardest. So I, December 1st had dinner at 5 30 p.m i had a little bit of beer had a little bit of like some wraps with some rice in it because i knew i was going to go into a fast like um basically what was it a 24-hour fast right and uh it was crazy how miserable i was by 11 p.m like i was hungry and i was mad and i was texting adrian i'm like what did you do to me like i'm gonna kill my family and it's all your fault and uh, it's so funny because I actually wrote in my dream journal, dreamed about chocolate cake and trying <laughs> to keep it out of my mouth. In my dream, I was trying to keep the oh, my word going in my mouth. <laughs> and then, uh, and I also dreamed about walking past like this orange soda and like drinking it as fast as I can and then like spitting it out so that I wouldn't actually break the fast. So I just thought that those dreams were actually pretty pretty funny <laughs> pretty eye-opening right that's why i said like you you be so i was surprised how much of a grazer i am and even to this day like i gotta like you know like when i'm not like right now i'm like not strict so i'm like you dude you gotta slow down like so i'll purposely go to work not eat at all and then just like hey i'm gonna go home and go home and it's not the best that's not good at all it's actually the worst when you don't eat for long periods and then you do eat because the body's naturally going to want to hold on to what you do eat. So you got to be, it's, we're, all, we're always training our bodies. So you got to be careful. And, and I try to stay cognizant. So that's why, like, 
if you go home, like if you don't eat all day and you go home and you kind of have a, a bad, a, a couple little snacks or something, well, just do a little quick workout or something, you know, do something to walk for 30 minutes or something, you know, and, and you just be smart and strategic about it instead of just, you know, taking the L and then just put, packing it on again, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I, I made a note that I drank about, like I, I, I took note of exactly what you wanted me to do. So I drank about 32 ounces, 40, between 32 and 48 ounces of mineral water throughout the day. And then around six o'clock at night, I, I ate like a, like a healthy dinner, like a salad with chicken. And then uh, again, th this was the hardest point was uh, around 10 o'clock at night is when my major cravings started to happen. Like where I really was getting tested mentally was around the 10 o'clock at night. All I wanted to do was was snack right and i drank a bunch of water and then i went to bed and that that whole december 2nd i was very lethargic that's what i really noticed was that i was lethargic that day but it was nice wow. because i think it was a, a weekend like it was like a saturday or something so it's not like i was needed to work or i was needed to do a million things so it, it was hard it was hard enough that first day it was, it was I, I found it really challenging and like i said at the beginning it's it was important that I went in mentally that, you know, if I would have been mentally weak, maybe I would have just hit the eject button. This isn't for me. I'm not doing, I'm not doing this, but honestly, uh, as of day three, my stomach started, honestly, I, and I, I remember texting Adrian, my stomach felt better and it wasn't irritated and it was noticeably irritable every single day after every meal, after every meal, like a dinner, I would go to the bathroom. And, and have a bowel movement because whatever, my stomach just wasn't happy and I knew that I had to change something. So already by this third day, my stomach was noticeably feeling, feeling better and I was having uh, chicken and veggies and I was grateful for them. I was never like, oh, I'm missing out on something. My wife was using these books, uh, Oh, She Glows. It's a, it's a vegan vegan recipe books. I don't know if anybody has ever checked them out. We have about three or four different types of them. And then she just cheats for me. Like she just puts chicken in it. Like they're, they're vegan recipes. So it helps me eat clean, but then I can throw the meat in it. Right. Cause I, I, I prefer my protein. And then, um, yeah, I was also doing power yoga, um, three or four times a week, every week throughout the, um, uh, the journey. So that, that was my major form of exercise that and walking my dog. And then um, uh, Adrian also told me to uh, keep note of my joint pain because I was having a lot of issues uh, from jujitsu with my shoulders. My shoulders were very stiff. My knee, my my hamstring, they were all injured. My back was, uh, my lower back was sore. So I haven't been doing jujitsu for about a month and a half. And I was just been doing the yoga and now this. And I noticed probably by day uh, six or seven that I had no more joint pain at all. Like I could get up out of wow. bed and there was no more pain at all. So to me, that was a miracle right there. <laughs> and that, and that's what, that's what we're talking about on your episode about the, the glycogen. And a lot of people don't realize when you store these sugars in your joints and the, well, the body's doing it, it's going to put the reserves in there that it's, you're going to develop over time, the, the bugs that eat there and then the, these inf minor infections, which end up into calcium deposits or potential arthritis. And then, again, they don't tell you. That's why arthritis flares up it, because it just depends on your overall immunity. 
So as your immunity wanes, the joints get stiffer and sore. And because that's where your body is going to have to fight these, these uh, bacteria that are in your joints. And a lot of times they come from your teeth. A lot of people don't realize that teeth bacteria can get into your blood and into your joints and cause and wreak this havoc of arthritis because that's where a lot of these arthritis um, bacteria come from. And, um, you know, your body's telling you like, hey, you're stiff, but it's only because you have these areas that are under inflammation and attack. And once you do do these uh, extreme things to clean your diet, like not eat, then the body goes into those joints and starts cleaning it up. And then you use your stored glucose, your glycogen, and then those reserves are tapped. But now you're using a different fuel. So they actually get tapped and cleaned out during that process. Right. And then, like I was telling you earlier, I had that moment where I walked into the pantry at about a week in and I was like, man, this guy totally tricked me. Like, I feel so good. Why would I ever want to go back? Right. <laughs> like, honestly, you cut, you get to that point in your life where why would I want to start eating crappy again and feeling terrible when I've been actually really enjoying the food I've been eating and I feel amazing? Why, why would I want to go back when all I want to do is go ahead? Right. And, um, yeah, so that was, I had a couple of emotional moments. So I was like, wow, it, it is amazing how how our food is medicine and the things that we consume really, you know, you have these temporary euphoric moments that it feels good, but uh, that's the one, that's like the less than the 1% of your day, right? I was yeah. trying, trying to explain it to my girls. It's like, that's that 1% of the day where you feel amazing. And then the other 99% of the day, your knee is sore. Or, you, <laughs> you know, you, your stomach's bloated or you're in the bathroom and you don't yeah. feel good. And it's like, was it worth it to have that 1% of your day to screw up your 99%? Or would you rather suffer for the 1% of the day where you have that craving and it's like, oh, I wish I had McDonald's. Ah, forget it. And then go about the rest of your 99% and enjoy your day. And when I had that mind flip that I'd rather enjoy 99% of my day than that 1% of euphoria. Yeah. Wow. That was a huge, that was a huge. And, and I think, and that's a big thing because the thing is, like I said, the MSG, you know, just type it in, look it up, tell your girls, look at what MSG does. A lot of times when you actually have taste the texture of the food and you taste the quality of the food, you realize it's, it's neither as terrible texture and it's terrible quality. And yeah. a lot of times you, if you're going to do a fast food, they're just slapping together. Um, sometimes the buns are overcooked or they've been sitting out for, a, feels like a week, you know, they're stiff and it's not quality food, but because the brain is triggered by the chemicals to tell you like, Hey, it was great. Yeah. Didn't you, aren't you satisfied now? And you're like, yeah, I'm satisfied. But like you said, then you feel like, like, oh man, I know this is crap. Now I'm stiff. Now my stomach hurts. And, and there's a whole list uh, of things. And I think too. Um, and I know if you look up parasites and when you guys come back from Mexico, you should look into cleansing and making sure if you had a parasite, because when you go to Mexico, that's the biggest thing with the water, the ice. Cause a lot of people, they'll, I don't drink the water, but I drink the ice. Well, guess what the <laughs> ice is meant for? <laughs> right. I'm just drinking a beer one out here. That's all I'm having. Right. <laughs> He's like, I ain't taking no chances. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, like just, you know, that's the thing. And, 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 uh, a lot of times there's, there's a lot of parasites you know especially in fast food and because you know they're just not as they're not they're not handling the food as they should sometimes they're handling it like a 16 year old right like oh right. little cross contamination never hurt nobody little freezer burn this and that and right and you just got to be careful out there 
Yeah, yeah. So I would say by day 10, December 12th, I put a huge note in here, uh, doing yoga three to four times a week, walking the dog. Uh, noticed getting compliments. No, people are asking me if I've lost 20 pounds. I was like, wow. Like, and I thought, <laughs> like, and this is in 10 days. People are asking me if I had lost 20 pounds. Isn't that crazy? Jeez, that's wild, man. That's, that is, that's just bloating. That's just bloating. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so I, I'm telling you guys, like in 10 days for people to act, like I said, I wasn't overweight, but for people to ask me if I, you know, who hadn't seen me in about a week for, you know, like, am I okay? Like. Yeah. It was so drastic. Well, that's the thing too. Like your color, your color comes back. Your skin blemishes go away because again, the body's cleaning out, recycling, and all of a sudden you look four or five years younger, like out of nowhere. And 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 people who haven't seen you, but every once in a while, they're going to notice those changes. And that's what I'm saying. Like the quality of life is amazing. It goes up drastically just because now you're getting all your essential minerals. You're getting collagens. You're getting a uh, body. Uh, building blocks to your cell like blocks that help you know these amino acids and these foods and you're and you're not robbing your body of the nutrition because again sugar cancels out minerals so if you're taking in six cups of of your your vegetables a day but then you're drinking six cups of soda well they're going to cancel each other out you know you're right. they're going to because it basically the body prioritizes the sugar. So instead of it taking a nutrient, it goes, okay, nutrient, you can just go. I need to get this sugar out of the body. Right. So that's a big deal. It was a huge, and I would say going, going back before the diet, I would probably, one of my habits <clears throat> to have some popcorn at night, like around nine or 10 o'clock at night. Uh, I, I would always have like a little glass of whiskey or something before bed, just because I like the taste of it. And it's a nice way to, you know, a nightcap, right? And, uh, so I was worried about that, but I actually didn't crave alcohol at all during the, dur during the cleanse. So that was kind of nice that my biggest, and I, and I told Adrian this, I'm like, man, the, the one huge craving I had was that I wanted like deep fried Chinese food on top of a pizza so badly. That was like my, that, and that was what I really wanted, but I knew that everything was going so good. I was, I was feeling good that. These crazy, these crazy thoughts come into your mind, right? Like your mind is really yeah. actively trying to screw you over and it's like, oh, you, you want this, like you, this will be okay. Like if you just do it once, it's like totally like the devil on your shoulder, right? Like, yeah. Oh man, it's, it's, you over. it's crazy. And I saw I'm excited too, me and my wife. And, and like I said, that keto app, you got, if you type in Chinese stir fry, you can get it. Chinese pizza, cookies, you can make it all. It's just. It's really changing these ingredients is the key. And that's kind of what, like, you can make keto ice cream. Keto ice cream actually can actually be healthy if you make it with the right ingredients, right? Like I said, you, you use uh, heavy creams. You use, uh, like, half and half things that are low glycemic on the index. You use natural flavorings, flavorings that are... Um, like strawberries, like I believe a lot of the intention of, of our, of our, our foods and desserts have been just changed for manufacturing, you know, quick fixes and, and, uh, let's just add in these artificial flavors where originally it was like, Hey, here's a little bit of dairy with a little bit of strawberry and it's kind of whipped up. And then it was like, well, let's just pour a half a cup of sugar in there just to make sure it's really sweet and this and that. And then you get in, then you get into the problems we have now where 
Yeah. Everything's just high sugar and, and high chemical. But one of the things I really noticed was, um, I'm like, man, I'm really not eating processed foods anymore. Like I would always go into the pantry and get like a granola bar or I'd go into the pantry and get some <laughs> cereal, right? Cereal and milk or, or something like that. So uh, I would say around week two, week three, uh, that's when I started to cheat a little bit. Like I would get like, I would have a big craving and I would grab an apple or I would grab um, um, like a wa- like some watermelon pieces. Like that was my, that was my cheating. And you know what? I really enjoyed cheating with an apple at night right <laughs> and you know like seriously food tasted so much better every meal was so good my wife made amazing soups uh asparagus broccoli uh we had um uh, mexican food one night where she made like beans with um like chicken fajitas but with lettuce wraps and i didn't miss anything like it was so right. good it was it was right. so delicious only thing you missed was the bloating, right? Oh, yeah, that's all I missed is the bloating. And I can totally tell that the bloating is back after this little week of 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 Christmas, like eating, you know, like eating not as clean. Yeah. And it it really doesn't take much. And uh Oh, I was gonna tell you, that's what I was I was actually gonna say that. I was gonna say it only takes one meal to bloat because you're gonna have a response to the food that you eat. And a lot of times uh, indigestion, bloating, those are all signs of, of an infl- inflammatory re- reaction. It's literally inflammation of the bowel, of the lower intestine. So you get, you go, you take this in and your body goes, boom, 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 and it starts moving things around. And then boom, you have a little bit of swelling, a little bit of bloat, you have gas, you have problems. And then, and then bam, you're, you're back to kind of filling that, that lethargicness for a while. Then it goes away. Yeah. So I, I did make a note on December 20th. I said, because I did have a couple little cheats here and there that uh, I kind of left out, but uh, I wasn't totally perfect. Guys, I'm not perfect. But I said on December 20th, there's only two days to go, but I've noticed my body reacting whenever I deviate even a little bit from the regimen. My lower back, my knee, my shoulders, they would get a little bit tight. And I haven't had any bread or alcohol at all. I've noticed that dairy and sugar even a little bit, leave a negative impact on my well-being the next day. So that, that was my big takeaway. If I'd have a little bit of a, um, like a, a treat or something like that, you know, like a Christmas bark or, uh, or there was one day where I had some dairy. Uh, what did I have? I had some like chips and dip, like a few, just a few. Yeah. Like two or three. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is totally not an accident that this, this piece, like I'm feeling it. Cause when you feel perfect, and then the next day, that one little thing, you notice it right away, right? Like right. you go from perfect yeah. to, ah, something's right there. So it was, it was really interesting. And then, um, yeah, my, my biggest takeaway was how noticeably thin and not bloated I was. And then my last note was December 22nd, I started at 185. And in three weeks, I finished at 178. Oh, wow. But it's Just seven three pounds. Weeks. Seven pounds. Yeah. And that, and that was stubborn weight. Like I was doing jujitsu for a long time, eating whatever I wanted. And I was basically not moving. Like I was staying at 185 and I couldn't like, I couldn't break that barrier. So yeah. And that, and that, and that's huge. And that's typical. That's like, you know, like I said, you get into homeostasis, your body's able to juggle your, your lifestyle and then maintain where it's happy at. And that's where. Like I noticed there's certain numbers my body's happy at. Like it will, it won't move. Like if I'm doing this, doing this, 
my body's here. If I'm if I'm eating good, eating clean, but not really working out, my body's about right there. And like you you have to like really know your body and, and all you're doing is just practice practicing medicine on yourself. And your food is your medicine. And your lifestyle is your practice. Like how often do you eat? When do you eat? What are you putting in? How do you feel before? How do you feel after? How did you sleep that night? Because all these things, like we talked about, endocrine disruptors, endocrine disruptors for men and women. Women are even worse because women wear makeup and they look great. Our wives look amazing. But a lot of times they're putting makeup on. There's chemicals in the makeup. There's aluminum in the deodorant. And even when we remove aluminum deodorant, they still put in other chemicals that maybe it's not as harmful as aluminum because aluminum's just bad. Right. But, you know, there's other chemicals in their hair product. There's chemicals in their eyelashes. There's eyelash glue. There's chemicals in their nails. There's that uh, monotone in their nail chemicals that they have to attach nails to women. And, and this is just for all of our wives who maybe sometimes are dealing with things. And these are things that, that inhibit the blood-brain barrier sometimes. And they get into the body. We absorb them in and through osmosis. And then all of a sudden... You have these absorptions or even a lot of people don't realize we're doing Starbucks every day and we have, we have plastic cups. Well, these, these paper, air quote, paper plastic cups, but then they leach on these chemicals that also can inhibit our, just our overall health. And, and, uh, again, we talk about the joint stiffness, the, the, uh, just the lack of focus, uh, cognitive function, allergies. I mean, there's so a myriad of stuff like my, my wife. He literally would eat like she had in and out her 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 um her her uh allergies were doing okay one night and we're like hey let's go to in and out right because you know the kids are out of school or whatever the last couple of weeks so this was the other day she's like let's go to in and out she goes in and out she goes then she got done eating out in and out one of her her nostrils um got plugged and she's oh, like, really? oh it's already starting then it started draining yeah same thing because because of the bun and, and and she's eating it so much without the bun. Like he said, she's able to just take note right away. Boom, there's the immune response, right? Like, you know, and then the whole night she's, you know, it's starting, it's her mucus is flowing. It's like, man, what a, just one meal, one time, one ingredient, and and that's it. And it's maybe not even, because the bun doesn't do that for everybody, but just for her. And there's certain things that I'll eat that'll do the same thing. As soon as I eat it, I'll notice fluid in my ear. I'll notice the uh, same thing. Uh, one of the, one or both nostrils will close and open sporadically. They'll jump back and forth and you'll have that same immune response. And again, that's, that's just one of those things where like, if you're having discomfort, cause I actually talked to my doctor about it and I said, Hey, maybe you can open it up because we're talking about sleep apnea. We're at the age where we're talking about putting machines on us when we sleep, giving us pills for morning, noon, and night, yep. um, you know, doing all these, you know, sticking ourselves with needles and all this good stuff. And it's like, we just, we can, we can combat it. You know, we can do things to, to prolong and have longevity. And I had told her about it. I go, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't, I'm tired of struggling with one breathing through one nostril at night. It's difficult. It's laborious, right? Of course I'm going to be groggy in the morning. I'm struggling to breathe at night. Right. Like who would it, you know, she's like, yeah, I understand but this. And it's like, look, you know, so at the end of the day, once I started doing the cleaner lifestyle, boom, it all kind of clears up. All your it's it's just the main, and then the salt absorbs your mucus. So I told my wife, saying, "Woman, well, you got to get on your sea salt." And then she does. So I feel better, but then we don't continue because of the fact that you know it's it's 
not just one day, not two days, but it's just a lifestyle. But that's where you get into your disciplines and you'll see the results. Yeah. I, honestly, the, my big mental shift was to start living for that 99% of the day. Not that, you know, not that 0.1%, that 0.1%. You know what? I would encourage you to, like for me, wh- along that 100 pound journey, what I did for the first six months, I got a Hershey's bag of chocolate. And every day I said, if I last a day, I get that one chocolate bite because it's only like five carbs, right? It's like five or six, whatever. Okay. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get that one. That's if this is the, it's like when you, when you read the Bible and he says, just give me that drop of water. He's in, he's in Abraham's bosom. The other guy's in hell and he's or whatever. And he goes, I just want one drop of water in my tongue, right? Just give me that one drop. Well, that's kind of how I figured. I said, you know what? If I can get that one drop at night and just have a, a hundred, 99% day and that 1% of my day is one, five carbs of just whatever I want or, or a dark chocolate. What I would do is pick a dark chocolate because dark chocolate a lot of times is keto. It wasn't a clean dark chocolate though because there's a difference. You know, there's, you can get dark chocolate with monk fruit and stevia and all that. And usually if you have a little small piece, that's actually really good for you. Um, but at the time, I didn't know any better, so I just went went to and got the Doves, you know, like dark. I knew it wasn't going to be milk chocolate, so I just got a Doves dark chocolate, put it on the refrigerator. Every win, every day that was a win, I, that was my reward. And, it, and it, it actually helped me a lot because it was like I'm still living in my um, 35 to 40 carbohydrates a day. I'm still within my window. I'm eating clean. I'm eating less. Yeah. You know, if I can just reward myself, you know, that one thing. but. You know, it, it, eventually you can get off of it, but you can make, like, there's so many treats you can make. What my wife does, they'll take dark chocolate, lay it down, take uh, sunflower seeds, lay it on there, or put almonds in there, and then, um, and it tastes, it's like a bark. She makes her own bark, right? Oh, no. And yeah, you just make your own bark, and there's so many, so many recipes out there. You can wrap strawberries with chocolate. Um, and put a little bit of crushed almonds or crushed, you know, whatever you want. It's a low, a low um, carbohydrate as a treat. So that way, what we would do is we would go buy cacao, or we still do Trader Joe's cacao organic, um, dark chocolate, melt it, and then dip, you know, four or five strawberries and have that as a treat. And it's the same thing. You're, you're not going to have the inflammatory problems. You're not going to have the joint stiffness. And it's, it's pretty much eating clean and it is, it is eating clean. Cause like I said, chocolate's powerful. Nice. And then, so next week is the new year and we just off camera, we were talking about, uh, the Daniel fast. Is that what you were doing or the Daniel? Yes. Yeah. So, so basically what the Daniel fast is, and, um, we take that out of the book of obviously Daniel. And for a lot of people, it's, uh, 21 days uh restricting um basically anything of of uh what he called delight so anything of delight is removed for 21 days so a quick a quick backstory and and also if you ever want to look up a good daniel fast to follow i would say uh try dr atz he's real good um he's one of one of my favorite uh, doctors on the internet, Dr. Axe, A-X-E, has a whole line of stuff, but his story, his mom actually, not to get too far off, but, but his mom had cancer twice. The first time they went with the doctors, 
and they did the chemo and all that. She really, really was miserable, barely made it. The second time it came back, um, she actually, they decided to go all natural and do it God's way. And she actually blew out all expectations and she didn't, she wasn't as like miserable like she was doing the chemotherapy and, and, uh, they have a wonderful, uh, he has a wonderful lot. He's a good, good guy. Good, good guy to follow. He's, uh, one of the co-founders of ancient nutrition. So that's, that's something you guys want to, you, you're going to want to get into. Um, so real quick, um, Daniel chapter one, um, which it, chapter one, verse 12 says, uh, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables, uh, to eat and water to drink. So that was the whole thing. So they had got captured, uh, and for that, they were, were supposed to eat King Nebuchadnezzar's uh, food. They said, no, we can't eat that food. We're not prevented by our God. And they said, uh, so they go, well, you're going to, you know, you, ha you have to eat the food. And they go, no, we're not. And he said, you know what, let's, let's do a test. Let us eat what our God allows us to eat. And, and your guys can eat what you want to eat. And then, you know, if we're not suitable to your eyes, then we will eat what you want. But at least, at least let us, let us, you know, let's run a test. So they basically have the vegetables, have the water, and they, and he, and they get checked on, I think, day 10 and then day 21. So the guy checks on them and goes, hey, oh, you guys are doing great. You're flourishing. Day 21, you guys look amazing. You know, you're good to go. So basically... All they wanted to deny themselves was anything of delight. So like you, any breads, pastries, anything like that, anything that is desirable to the eyes, you're just, you're denying yourself and you're just, you're basically a vegan. So you're pretty much not eating anything, anything from animals and just eating uh, veg vegetation. Okay. So, and, and, and water and you can do teas. I mean, some people do it different. Some people will do fish and poultry, but I don't remember them eating that. So we don't do that. I mean, and I don't say that tongue-in-cheek i'm just saying like there's so many translations i don't remember seeing them eating poultry and but some people will will let them do that um some churches will do that which is fine i mean because ultimately when you're eating a lot of red meat and a lot of like cookies and desirable things especially after the holidays it's extremely hard to give it up you know oh yeah it's, it's not it's totally addictive and habit -free. yeah yeah so like it's so like giving up your coffees which are with milks and dairies it's not easy to do and, uh, but this is something like our church is going to do this year. And I just feel a calling to really do it, you know, with excellence this year. So uh, it's going to be interesting for me because, you know, I've been disciplined here and there, but not, not like this discipline because I've done it before. I mean, I've done this a few times this fast, plenty of times, even when I was eating clean. Um, but we would do things like maybe nuts or, you know, berries and cause you can do fruits and stuff. So I realized, like, I don't lose weight on this fast, to be honest. Okay. I, I, uh, a lot of it is because I feel like I'm allergic to nuts and I'm not allergic where I have reactions. I'm allergic where I have inflammatory symptoms. I have soreness, bloating in the stomach, mm. um, and all these other little things that tell me water retention, you're not going to lose any weight. You're not moving. And then, um, of course, if you're doing breads, because you can, you can do breads on this diet per se. Um, they don't do that. If you're doing it per scripture, vegetables and water. If somebody asks me, well, what do you do? That's like vegetables and water. That's what they said. Now, some churches will say, no, you can do breads or you can do, you know, like Oreos are vegan. You know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. that. 
<laughs> yeah, Ore- Oreos are vegan. So can you have an Oreo on this? Yeah, you could. But is it a delight? And is it sugar? Yeah. So should you? Probably not. I would say no. Right. Um, but again, that's, you know, that's everybody's got their their thing. So um, if you want to do it correctly, waters and vegetables. And then, like you said, you'll see the you'll see the, the dramatic. Ch- I mean, I've seen I've seen guys lose 30 pounds in this diet, in this lifestyle because they lose all the water weight. They're not doing anything of, of delight. So any beers or anything they would normally drink or anything or water, I mean, of soda or whatever they do. Cause you know, not everybody's at the same place. So everybody's doing something with Dell, but when they give it up and they do it correctly, I mean, I've seen, like I said, I've seen guys just go like their stomachs just go flat, man. I'm like, that's crazy. Um, that was so, me. So yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 21 days, man. So it's uh, 21 consecutive days. So it's it's uh, we're excited. Our church is going to do it. And our pastors really challenged us this year. They're like, hey, you want to have an amazing 2024? We'll just start it off the right way. Start off with a bang. Uh, contend, you know, put down the, the natural things. Put down those. Uh, discipline the body and then discipline the spirit. And you'll see the results. And we're, we're, we're totally buying in. Nice, nice. So I was going to ask where, how can everybody get a hold of you and, you know, email Adrian, let him know that you want that book because we got to get him right in that book, get it finished. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Um, I, I, I got to get, um, I mean, I got to get on it, man. I, right now it's a ATRA0307 at yahoo.com. My brother's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill you if you do that. I'm like, I know, dude, but. I got to get, um, I, I, that's my goal this year, man, is, is to really get on that, get on that book, share my story, um, do some other things too. And, um, but mainly just get that book out and just share my story because again, a father of five and definitely down the wrong road and, um, had all the biomarkers to, to, to show that I was down the wrong road. And then, you know, nine months later, all the biomarkers saying that I'm good to go and got retinopathy off my, off my, um, of my medical record and, and other things. So like, I mean, it's, it's been an amazing journey, but, um, yeah, you know, just, um, give me a holler and I'm definitely, I'll try to see what I can do to shoot you some information that'll help you out. And, and if you got any questions about my journey and, um, you know, any questions about the Daniel fast, I'm sure I can, uh, send some info on there. For sure. And I'm, uh, you know, if there's any special talents I have, it's that I can help you finish that book too. I, I know, the marathon that it is i've done two books already i'm working on my third i have three or four more in my head that i got to do so it is a marathon and uh you know you helped me a lot over these last three weeks and uh i'm here for you and we're gonna we're gonna make sure that this becomes a reality because i i think every every person out there has something that needs to come out and it, it's it's part of our legacy like you know your kids yeah. can say oh this is my dad's book my dad wrote this book and honestly that was a that was a that you say that that was a big thing because generationally if you have like me i have diabetes that runs me and my wife have diabetes that runs in our families right so if we want to break that curse we have to really look at you know passing down knowledge of how to do this how to do life you know and like for you guys who are business you know pass down business you know and this is how you're you set your family up with wealth or you set up you know there's there's a lot of things you can you can pass down. And I know like eating, um, self-discipline, self-awareness, especially when you're susceptible to those, to those things, because the thing, the thing is like with my wife, you know, she, you know, she, 
her her family's going to have a medical history. My family's going to have a medical history. And the way DNA works is it's going to take usually the weaker genes of both people and kind of mash that up. And a lot of the kids will have the the dominant or less dominant genes to pass down, especially with health. So like, if you know there's a long line of, of that's why the first thing they do on the questionnaire is like, does anybody in your family have this? Right. Because once they know, then they know to look for it because it's usually going to pop up you know, sometime down the way or something they need to look for or look at just because it's written in the code of your DNA, just like being big boned or whatever you want to call it. Like literally some people it's just written in our, like one thing I learned real quick is, is a Thomas DeLauer, one of the guys I followed, he goes, you know, he's a, what I learned was that if you, if you have 30,000, 30 billion uh, fat cells and your DNA code has wrote those into your DNA, you can do bariatric surgeries. You can cut out this and that. But guess what DNA does? It begins to recreate what you're supposed to be. So if you're supposed to, you know, have more intestinal tract, it'll try to recreate and expand. If you have 30 uh, billion fat cells and you cut out 10 billion, guess what you're going to have? 30 billion fat cells. 10 billion will begin to form and create and duplicate because the body is written. There's a code that you're written. So now you need to govern that code, crack the code. And begin what they call epigenetics, where you start to turn the tide, you start turning it and and working it in favor of what you're you're trying to condition the body to do. Because right. it can do it. That knowledge is powerful, like extremely powerful. And you know, that's what you're doing right now. You're sharing that. And uh once that book comes out, that's gonna be um, you know, a great guide for people to to follow along with and to know that um you gotta you gotta change your lifestyle and you you should do it for the 99% of your life and enjoy and enjoy your life and enjoy yes. as much time as humanly possible here on earth with, with your family, right? You want to leave that legacy. It's important. Yeah. And I think as men too, like they talk about the success of your family. Most, most families that have dad in the home are more successful just because they have dad and all they're more likely to find religion or stay with religion stay with church they're more likely to have a home they're more likely to 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 have find success and create another family and that that's a fact you know that's something that they've talked about in our in churches you know just in general especially lately like fathers are leaders of the home and how they lead and set up their family is 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 it's extremely important and when the father passes, usually at an earlier age, they, the family tends to fracture a lot more and become more fragile because of the fact that, that dad is not, dad is the, there's, there's no, it's like your kids and my kids. There's no one that can replace the affirmation of dad or mom, right? Yeah. Like when, like, it, it, that's just the facts. That's just, that's how God has designed this to be. Like they need the affirmation from their father, like affirmation from any other being man is fine, but there's nothing like dad giving daughter the nod. Like I, I see you. That's what, because they, uh, they understand the importance of that. And really, that's really what, like walking your kids down the aisle and, you know, it's like, I don't want cancer. I don't want, you know, a heart attack and stroke. I don't want to be a cripple. I want to walk my kids down the aisle. And, and, you know, for me, I got one who she's uh, five years old. So I, I got to stay healthy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already planning for my grandchildren. I'm like, man, I want to be the right. grandpa ever. Like, I, I, I yeah, right. Have fun with the grand. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want them to say, hey, can you get your grandpa another Jello shot? 
And you get one of the jello, he's sitting in his wheelchair outside or something, you know, it's like, no, we don't want that, man. We don't want that. We we want we want to be able to play play with our kids and, and enjoy them and and that we can, man. That's the crazy part. We we definitely can do it, man. Trust me. Oh. My one of my big goals too with this whole podcasting thing is to get a, a nice motorcycle and go all across America, all across Canada and meet everybody that uh in person that I've met, you know, on the podcast. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, that would be awesome, man. It's uh, yeah. you know, this whole thing has been an incredible journey and uh it may it does make me sad though that you guys aren't all right around me, but it's nice to know that yeah. you know, there's all these different uh all these different amazing people that I know spread out and uh we you know eventually we'll get together and see each other and that's a good goal for me to have. There you go. Well, we'll, well I guess we'll have to do the fundamental conference one of these days, right? We'll just have like a conference and get together and and find a place and you know, let me tell you the the uh the the cults do it. They do their burning man, they do all this other stuff in the Napa Valley and all this crazy stuff and Hey man, flat earthers and 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 people who are fundamentalists need to you know we might have to step our game up and start planning stuff and you know just getting together and and having a good time, a good weekend. Oh, exactly. We're uh, we're the normal people. Everybody's just trying to catch up to us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to say thanks so much, Adrian, for joining me and the firmamentalists and uh yeah we'll just keep it simple uh, for, for adrian and myself i just want to say thanks and merry christmas happy new year and uh from raul and claude as well and uh you know we'll see you in 2024 this has been a great episode and we'll catch you next time protect your dome how do we find ourselves here within these walls and chains as a Droplets. Who is there to blame? Divided in silence. Where's the love ignited to fight this? Follow me to the storm.
till skies turn blue.